Thursday morning here, JM in the AM. Well, uh, to say that uh, uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis is a friend of the uh, Jewish community is an understatement. I, I mentioned just a few minutes ago how we have to hold on tightly to our friends because we have so many, so many on social media, so many who are showing up to our rallies and beating up supporters of Israel. So many people out there in Congress, Congress, which usually was a you know safe haven for pro-Israel positions, and uh, we're losing our friends, and we're losing them quickly. One friend who, thank God, has been only supportive and so strong in light of what's going on with the Operation Guardian of the Walls in Israel is Congresswoman Nicole Moliotakis. She's, of course, a newly elected congresswoman. In the 11th Congressional District, if you're in Staten Island, if you're in South Brooklyn, um, she most likely represents you. Uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotak, it's a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me again. What am I supposed to say? You're one of the only ones. You're one of the only ones who are taking a, a logical, strong position regarding Israel's right to defend themselves. I don't know if it shocks you as much as it's shocking us about how many members of Congress, most not from your party, uh, that are taking uh, very unusual positions in terms of how they're viewing the situation. Uh, Are you feeling you're fighting a battle uh, somewhat alone (laughs) in Washington right now with how many people are coming out with statements that that, uh, that seem absurd to, to people who care about Israel? Well, well, first, I guess, let me say, back in 2019, when I visited Israel, uh, and uh, I, I spoke to some of the citizens there, and, and they told me that for the first time they felt that America could possibly be wavering in its support of Israel. And this was, of yeah. course, shortly after uh, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilan Omar and the others uh, were elected. Uh, and uh, we can never allow that to happen. We need to ensure that the United States always stands with Israel. And yes, there are those members of Congress. Uh, thankfully, it's a small group. It's not, uh, it's not mainstream. We can't allow it to become mainstream in Congress. Uh, but there are members of Congress who do not want to support Israel. They don't want to provide any aid. They want to stop President Biden's uh, sale of weapons to protect Israel. Uh, and, and, you know, there are those of us, particularly, uh, you know, those of us on the Foreign Affairs Committee, we had 100 members yesterday uh, sign on to a letter urging President Biden to stand strong, not to waver, and to ensure that that weapon sale is complete, because Israel does have the right to protect itself, defend itself, and it is our most important ally uh, for multiple reasons, uh, when it comes to you know national security, economic partnerships, uh, IP and innovation, uh, education, uh, and we have to ensure that uh, Israel is protected. And so uh, I, I think that uh, we're in a good place right now in terms of uh, in keeping that uh, that that transaction from. Continue, I'm sorry to continue that transaction. Uh, and I think that the Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, many of us, uh, including uh, the chairman, by the way, because I know originally the chairman was saying that uh, he thought there should be a pause. Right. And he has removed that uh, opposition and said he will support the Biden administration in proceeding. And so I think that's really important for the public to understand. Uh, but, yes, we are in a, in a difficult p- position that we've been in the past with some members of Congress who 
actually are defending Hamas, defending a, a United States designated terrorist organization that has been on the terrorist list uh, since mid-1990s, and that is shocking. And I think, uh, as you say, shocking to the community, shocking to those of us who understand the importance of our alliance and also standing up against terrorism. Which, by the way, if they were as concerned about the $1.9 billion that uh, the United States under Obama gave to Iran that is now funding and fueling uh, Hamas and this terrorist activity against Israel, uh, we'd be in a better place right now. And you know there are people that are accusing President Biden, who restarted certain payments to the PA, which of course ends up going to Hamas and to all these terrorist efforts. Uh, They're crediting him with strengthening Hamas and giving them the ability to fund these rocket launches and these episodes against Israel. So... You know, the strong stand that we got used to for a few years, the strong stand for Israel coming out of Washington, it looks like that's evaporated, and now we're trying to just hold on to whatever we can get from our public officials down in Washington. Well, that's uh, that's the case, but just know that you uh, have allies like me and on the Foreign Affairs Committee yeah. that are going to look out in the interest of our allies and ensure that uh, you know, they, they don't take uh, any radical actions. And we also, by the way, did do a resolution. Uh, Carlos Jimenez of Miami and myself uh, co-sponsored a resolution condemning uh, Hamas. And uh, that's something that we urge the committee to bring to the floor for a vote. And it's interesting. We had an eight-hour meeting yesterday in Foreign Affairs. And we took up all sorts of resolutions and nothing pertaining to Israel, which was quite shocking. And as you know, the chairman uh, and the, the majority of the Democrats, uh, they control that process of which resolutions come to the floor and which don't. What do you say about, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never sure if it's fair to ask this from somebody from a different party, but why not? I'd like your analysis. What do you say about those longtime Democrats who've had such a good record when it comes to Israel's defense, when it comes to Israel's right uh, to uh, defend themselves against terror activities and rockets, and all of a sudden they're completely silent? In other words, it's not just the the few that you mentioned earlier that are having a major effect on the uh, narrative, but it seems that they're creating a sense of fear among typical Israel supporters to even have them open their mouths now in, on behalf of Israel at this time. Yeah, and look, we're seeing this on, on a number of different issues, and, 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 and the real issue is that some of the Democrats are really afraid of the radical left. And they're afraid of being primaried, particularly in New York City, where you see uh, somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, primary the other what, what were more mainstream Democrats. And so they are now being silenced because they are afraid to take positions that the radical left will not appreciate. Um, and so that is why I believe you see a lot of silence or maybe flipping from uh, more the mainstream Democrats that have been a little more moderate. Uh, and that's unfortunate, and I think that's the importance of somebody like me being in Congress right now, the only Republican representing New York City, is to provide that alternative viewpoint. We see it when it comes to, you know, the push to defund our police, to demonize the police. Uh, I'm the one that's out there fighting for law and order, protecting the NYPD, you know, trying to push for appropriations, uh, the earmarks to get funding for them, for necessary equipment, uh, because our mayor and the city council decided to cut a billion dollars from their budget. You see it with uh, Jerry Nadler's push to pack the court. Yep. Uh, I was an alternative viewpoint that the local media reached out to to say, why is this bad? And I explain why it's bad. It's bad because 
This is uh, a, a page right out of the Socialist Playbook. It is what Hugo Chavez used to destroy Venezuela, packed the court from 20 to 32 justices, and then 45,000 consecutive cases ruled in his and Maduro's favor. And so, you know, it's important to have that uh, alternative viewpoint presented to the public so they understand uh, just what they're saying is not, is not good or accurate, and their policies are really misguided. Um, so, so that's the value that I bring, I think, for the people in New York City, so at least they can have both sides of the argument presented. Look, I mean, it's one of the reasons we invited you this morning was really to say thank you, because we need public officials to be out there and, and use their common sense to uh, to declare that Israel's a right to defend themselves. And believe you me, uh, this audience is very appreciative that you're out there on the front lines for us, and, and not just for us, but for all... <laughs> for, for all uh, uh, lovers of democracy, frankly, not just lovers of Israel. Finally, I know you have to run, but I, I, can I get a thumbnail analysis from you about the uh, the mayoral race in New York City? Anything you have or have not said purposely or not purposely about uh, about the way this race is shaping up? Yeah, well, look, to, to date I haven't made an endorsement, but uh, there are two issues that are incredibly important to me. One is public safety. Uh, we need to turn the tide here and, and go go back to supporting our police, giving them the resources they need to do their job, uh, making sure we restore the plain clothes unit, uh, which was instrumental in getting these illegal guns off our streets. Uh, that is the reason, one of the reasons why uh, crime has skyrocketed. And so and we need a mayor who's going to have their back. That's number one. Number two, uh, property tax. is always going to be a big issue in New York City. Unfortunately, Mayor de Blasio has uh, really abused the taxpayers of this city, increasing the property tax levy well over 50 percent since being in office. Uh, and it's, it's having a direct impact on cost of living, whether you're paying the property taxes directly or you're paying it through your rent. It is increasing the cost of living. Uh, and, and we need to do something about this. So somebody who's going to support my efforts to reform the property tax uh, system, place a cap on the levy. Uh, that is somebody that I would like to see in office. And so what I will say is what's interesting to watch from the Democratic side is how now, uh, because a recent poll came out that said Democrats believe in public safety, too. <laughs> you know, the Democrat <laughs> citizens of New York want law and order. They want this chaos to end. And now you see them all scrambling to try to be the law and order candidate after, so after the Democrats have been the party of demonizing and defunding the police. So that's positive in the sense that uh, finally, uh, the citizens of New York are standing up and saying they want public safety, they want our police force funded, and I think that that's a positive thing because it's got to come from the people of this city if they, they want to demand uh, to be safe in our city, uh, which I think we all, uh, regardless of political affiliation, uh, race, religion, ethnicity, uh, and sex, want. We want to be safe in our city. And so um, I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate you highlighting these issues, and I'm certainly uh, looking forward to coming back as things uh, progress. N Nicole, thank you for your common sense. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Nicole Maliotakis, 11th Congressional District, Congresswoman here in New York, and uh, someone who makes sense. You heard what she just said about the mayoral race, uh, public safety being the number one issue, and you heard the uh, comments about Israel. She's been out there. She's been out there. And I hate to, I hate to borrow um, the line that we always used uh, in the Aldamato days, because, of course, Aldamato is not Jewish, but they used to say that the greatest Jewish leader we have now is Aldamato. When it comes to uh, what's been said recently about Israel, the greatest Jewish leader we have is Nicole Maliotakis.
because so many Jewish leaders, especially members of government and especially members of the Democratic Party who pride themselves on being Israel lovers, have been completely silent over the last 10 days. And that's disgraceful.